0: Guys, what's happening? My name's Dylan Lee, and welcome to RMC Real Men Cry the podcast. I'd like to welcome my first guest today, Mr. Richard McKenzie. You will know him Ooh. as Mullet from, Bla- from Blackpool Pleasure Beach. Pleasure Beach so experience, Pleasure Beach experience there you go. is the correct company. That he, correct
1: YouTube Hello. channel. That he does. Um, Hello. Hi, Rich. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, like very excited to be here. Very like, excited. Grand. This is, this is something. like it's my first my first podcast something a bit different so yeah i'm excited excited to be here
0: very excited to have you on rich so obviously um i asked you to be on this and i knew you'd want to be on it because yeah. i know that you've got lots uh, of stuff to talk about um and i know that obviously having spoken having been friends with you for the past 3 years yeah. um i know your own personal uh mental health struggles um mm-hmm. so i knew that you'd be a great guest to have on yeah um so uh we're just sort of gonna take it as it goes, yeah, go like, with the flow, like... see what happens. Um yeah, that's sort of like what I think we should just do. Yeah. Just chat.
1: Um like, yeah, this it's not a scripted thing at all, so um I don't really know where to start, like Just start with yeah. whatever you want to talk about. Um,
0: it doesn't even have to be chronological, you can just chat.
1: Yeah, like Yeah. This is gonna take a while. Um <laughs> Right, yeah, I'll, I'll just give, give an introduction as to sort of what, what I've gone through and then sort of, I'll, I'll do my best to sort of give some advice. Oh, uh, um, I, should,
0: I should point out that um, whatever we say, don't mm. take it as God's advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. What helps for Rich or myself or any yeah. of the guests might not necessarily work and help for you. So um, don't take everything that we say that, that's helped us um, as sound gospel advice because, yeah, it just might not work for you and we don't want to make you worse than what you already are.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so starting off like, childhood, um, obviously, uh, my, um, for those, for, I know some of you listening, you'll know me very well. Um, so my parents divorced. I can't remember exactly what age I was. Um, four or five, like I had, um, my first few years in school were all right. Um, but yeah, my parents divorced when I was around four yeah. or five years old. Um, when you're that age, you're, you're too young to sort of really sort of n- understand like how it feels like you're, you, you can't really understand sort of what, what your parents have been through and, you know, what, you know, you can't really feel it properly at, at like four or five years old. Um, so yeah, if going Going further up in school, like, sort of around when I was seven, eight years old, that's when things <clears> sort of started getting quite tough in school. Um, for those of you who don't know as well, I got diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome as well um, in my sort of late years in primary school. Um, so that, that, that's always contributed towards my sort of, you know, I've, I've suffered with anxiety and depression um over the years as well like ever ever since sort of end of primary school start of secondary school that's it that's when things started getting really really bad um I'm trying not to make this sound like a sympathy story but um, I got, <laughs> um yeah got got to the sort of because i was i was there's, there's another thing as well which probably didn't have, like help me through childhoods as i grew up and i i i i've lived in a lot of different places through my life so you lived in Scotland yeah yeah like um, I spent the majority of my childhood living up in Scotland like I was born in Lincolnshire um educated you know early on through through um educated my early years um in Lincolnshire and then yeah moved up to Scotland when I was about eight um I don't really remember a lot of sort of Lincolnshire whatever so I would say like you know I was really raised in Scotland um But yeah, um, Scotland was kind of a turning point, like, I didn't really sort of settle there and experienced a lot of issues going through school. Um, And that's really when my mental health started, just, like, taking a turn for the worst. I I found it very hard to attend school, Um, suffered with a lot of anxiety, um, had really, really bad depression, um, to the point where I was sort of, you know, I was 12 years old and I was plotting suicide. Like, yeah, messed so, up. So what was that like at 12 years old to have those sort of thoughts going through your head? Tough. Um, yeah, they were, they were strong thoughts. Um, I did attempt suicide on a few different occasions. I did take myself down to a train station on a few occasions. Um, obviously never did it. Because I'm still here. Obviously,
0: um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I think sometimes laughter is a really good way of of oh yeah being happy and trying to get over things. Yeah. Um, I know since I met you and particularly like all of yeah. the other boys that, that that we're friends with. Yeah. Um, I've just found that laughing and going out with you lot has yeah. really improved my own mental health. Yeah. Um, in terms of like. I will go out with you guys, whether it's to Fort Park or One Towers or Blackpool. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited
1: for Blackpool. I think laugh- laughter and spending time with your friends is one of the best things you can do yeah. um, when you are in a poor sort of mental state. That's just my own experience. Um, yeah, just hanging around with friends. And often, sometimes you've got to drag yourself out. It's just interesting because so
0: obviously a few years ago mm. um, when I was back in a, in a dark place, mm. and I remember talking to you about you were saying that that laughter and being with everybody is was really good for you. Um, this is why I also say don't take what we say as as advice because yeah. when Richard said that to me yeah. at that particular point in my life, all I wanted to do was be alone, um, and I just I didn't really want to be with people because mm. I was going through a lot of heavy stuff at that point. Um, which you'll hear about, or you may have heard about. I don't know what order, um, but you you're probably going to hear about that in a future episode um, where I talk about my own stuff um, individually in depth. Um, but I was going for a lot of of really heavy stuff. Um, oh, I didn't want to be with people. I wanted to be alone. I thought that people were all dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> Especially our friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. No one, our friends are just not serious at all.
1: Like, we, we don't take life seriously at all, do yeah. we? Like, our, our sort of close circle of, of friends, we just, yeah. I mean, you we're, all know not You, you, you all know people. our lot. You, yeah. you
0: know our lot. And yeah. none of us take things seriously. Yeah, we just have a laugh. Yeah, and I think at that time specifically, it was just, there was a lot going on, mm. and I didn't want to be around people, not just those guys, I still want to be around people in general. Yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's just yeah what I was experiencing. And and that's thin though. Like everyone's different. Everyone's got their own way of dealing. Yeah. with with mental with the challenges that mental health brings. Whereas obviously, look now, I'd yeah. much rather be with you,
0: lot yeah, than be on my own. If I'm on my own, those bad thoughts start coming back.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's far easier to start. Oh, as I say, my own opinion. It's it's far easier to start overthinking. And just yeah, just thinking too much when you're on your own. If you if you're if you're out with your mates, people who you love, you're not gonna you you you're distracted from those thoughts. So mm. Mm, I agree. for me, that's that's a far better way of dealing with it. And other things as well, like and I, I can I I've, I've had I can use this like in my own experience as well, like turn into things like alcohol, cigarettes. For me, like totally the wrong it, it feels like the time, it feels like a good thing to do, but after when you've got the you've got the hangover and then days after, you just realise just how bad turning to these sort of stimulants is for your mental health. Um, like sort of back in November, December, I wasn't really working a lot, like I was I was still training, I wasn't in kind of full time. So I was out a lot, like seeing my friends. We were out having quite a few drinks, and it's not until sort of the end of ja- end of December came round when I'd sort of been on it solidly that I actually realised that I wasn't in a good state again because I'd just been drinking so much, smoking a lot as well. Um, yeah, just it just wasn't good. Um, yeah, turned myself around sort of start of the year. Mm. And then yeah, um, I've I've started going to the gym again, and you you're looking yeah. great. Man. Yeah, like I've been to the, I've been to the gym, <clears throat> and from the time we've recorded this episode as well, I'm also just over two weeks now without a cigarette, which has been which I feel amazing for. Wish I could do that. <laughs> it's tough, but you know what? When you get to sort of the stage I am, you just feel fantastic. Yeah. It's brilliant. But um, yeah, like, and that's another thing like I put forward to people as well like you've got. There's so many healthy ways you can improve like mm. your mental health. Just going out for a walk, going out for a run, going to the gym. You know, a lot of people say, I just can't be asked for getting fit. It's not so much about getting fit. It's about being positive, being yeah, healthy. exactly. Because your brain, as much as
0: obviously your body is important, yeah. your brain is the most important thing in yeah. your body. So you, if you don't keep your brain healthy and look after your brain, then the rest of your body is just not yeah your body is a temple for what's going on up here yeah um in my opinion yeah (laughs) i think that yeah um we were talking about this earlier weren't we that since last year so i uh i finished working as as an actor um at a specific attraction um in london yeah um and then i worked at a pub and i didn't enjoy it yeah there was a lot of bitchiness in that pub not not between like it was, some of the staff who were just they would talk shit to customers, yeah. and I just I didn't like that. I don't think that's appropriate. Um, you're a staff member; you need to show respect, yeah. even if customers don't show you respect. Yeah, you've got to be. you still got to be professional. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there was just one guy who, he he was same level as me, but thought he was a team leader. And whenever when I had a a difficult situation to deal with, instead of that being my decision, he ended up taking over that. And I was like, don't do that. That that Mm. should be my difficult decision. That should be my difficult situation to have dealt with. Um, But then, so April last year, I left that job. And I've only had one job since then, which was working at Tully's Oktoberfest, which was amazing. Um, One of the best things I've ever done. Um, But it's hard. And like I think... The conditions, the places that you are and, and what you're doing, really condition
1: you. Oh, absolutely. Like for me, like, I think my, my example of that is me being at school okay. and me being in the workplace. Like school was just not for me at all. I had an absolutely crap time through school um suffered with bullying and everything I just you know I I, I struggled with attendance for a lot of school like, I got kicked out of mainstream high school because I didn't attend because um, of all my anxieties and my sorry, depression sorry
0: you said high school and not secondary school for God's
1: sake <laughs> high school it's my school was called Fairhill High School so I'm referring to it as a high school so just shout out <laughs> to Zach right there is it, is it second oh, no, we, this is a debate for another podcast. We will not do this right now, but yeah. High school, yeah. Mainstream high school. High school, Zach. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got kicked out. So I didn't know about that. Yeah. So, so what, what happened? Why why was she? Well I wasn't I wasn't attending uh-huh. um because I just couldn't face face mainstream school. And um yeah, I just got got kicked out. It's like you can't come here anymore. Like, right shit, mm. i fucked up here.
0: So um, then
1: what happened then? Did you sort of well, find another school? There's there's a school in Edinburgh where I was living at the time. Um, it was basically like a second chance sort of school. Um, so I went for a visit there. And really it was my only other option. It was a school of 20 kids. Wow. Yeah. Tiny, very small. tiny school. It was literally in a little... Refurbished house. Mm, that must have been nice. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like if you there was no avoiding the people you you don't like there. Yeah, I mean, there true. Was, there were some interesting people there, to like. say the least. Um, but yeah, I went for a visit there. Um, it was really the only option, so started there in second in what was second year of um high school. So that would have been. Since it's the the, the the system in Scotland's different, so it would have been the equivalent of going into year eight mm-hmm. um, when I started there, and that was it. Was it was good in a way, but it was also bad in a way. I still had a lot of attendance problems. The, the school environment, as I was saying, it just wasn't for me. Um, thankfully, looking back now, that's the way I'd rather have it because you're in school for such little time in your life compared to. When you're working, for mm-hmm. example, like, you're in school for what? 11 years. Yeah, not not long. Um, and then you're working for sort of 40, 45 years at points. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's the it's the way around, I'd rather have it. But back then, like, it was just shit. And I suffered, obviously it didn't help that I, I lost my dad um, in when I was at school as well. So that really... Are you, are you happy to talk about that? Yeah, and that I can do. And that point in your life? I can do. Because I know um, I know that's something that sort of was like a big point for you, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, massively. Um, yeah, I lost my dad to cancer in December 2011. So I was... What was I? 2011. I was 14 at the time. And again, with when my parents divorced, like you're still at that age where you can't fully... you you can't really understand just how emotional you feel about it Mm. like I was I don't I can't can't remember it's a strange point in my life um just looking back I really can't remember sort of I can't really remember the day it sort of happened I remember being at school I remember my my mum coming to pick me up from school but apart from that I, I can't remember what emotions I felt at the time I think it was just a state of shock
0: mm. because you 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 only found out it happened all
1: quite quickly didn't it yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah like the cancer just took over so quick like it was a, I think it was about it, it was a, a at most two months it took for the cancer to from getting diagnosed with cancer to him passing away and yeah you just yeah I couldn't just couldn't understand so then how did you Deal with that, I,
0: I know that there's a specific ride in the UK mm. for you that holds a lot of importance. Yeah, um if you didn't guess already, it's the
1: big one, the yeah. actual pleasure Everyone beach. <laughs> and, and yeah, this is this uh, that's probably where my love that's where my love. A lot of people say, Oh, big one's a shit ride. Yeah, it is a shit ride compared to a lot of coasters out there, but that is why the big one holds a special place in my heart. Mm. And it was very. I, I remember um, it was in May twenty twelve. That, that day when I went back to the Pleasure Beach, I had about what was it I had about a five month gap from visiting, which was unheard of for me back then. Uh, visiting Blackpool Pleasure Beach and going back there, walking through that entrance was so tough. But I still had a like I was still very fond of the park. I had to do it, but yeah, that was that was a bit shit going through that entrance without mm. my dad. Because your dad took you there when you was a kid, right? Yeah, yeah. My my first visit there was in two thousand and eight mm. with my dad. Um, yeah, always the person I went with. So yeah, that was that was a bit tough going, and it's still it's still tough today. Even we're coming up; it'll be nine years this year uh, since he since he passed, and it's still tough for me going through that entrance. I always have a little bit of a moment going through there because he's not with me. Mm. But yeah, um, picking myself up from that. um, January twenty twelve came around. Fresh start. I've been off school for quite a while, Um, and this is something I've always stuck by, and I've always done the same thing. When I've had a low point, I just like getting back to normality. Mm. If you get what I mean. Mm. Like I just thought, you know what? I need to drag myself into school, get myself back into a routine. I could sit here. Sitting in my room, doing nothing, and knowing full on well that that's not what my dad would want. My dad wants me to go to school and be successful. So, yeah, just got myself back to school. Like, fucking hell, it was difficult. But, yeah, got myself back into school. Got myself back in the correct mindset. Just all, just all, li- And I still do. I'll still live my life with my dad in my head, you know, doing what he'd want me to do. So, yeah, just got myself back into the zone um, did my best going through school um, still wasn't easy I'd say school life just wasn't for me um, I had a lot of issues yeah going through school as well just with, ang- just with daily anxiety going <clears> into school um, yeah I couldn't leave school fast enough <laughs> so what was obviously during this whole point
0: yeah. in time what was home life like for you because obviously you've got an older brother right yeah well and obviously your mum obviously um even though she had been divorced yeah yeah. um i imagine that would have taken a bit of a toll on your mum as well yeah
1: so how what was home like life for you at that point like my my mum she's she's a tough egg like she she oh she really is yeah Yeah. (laughs) um so yeah like she just kind of she just went she got through it like she my mum obviously wasn't as visible with her like feelings compared to me like i've I've always been quite an emotional person, but um yeah and what about your your brother because obviously well, your, was your brother well, my still brother with you at this point. my brother had moved out in summer two thousand and eleven because he started at uni down in London, so he wasn't really um around for much of this and my and when when my parents divorced um my brother didn't speak to my dad and ever since the divorce like the, the first time which my brother when my brother saw my dad again that was you know when he was close to his death mm. so they went for years without talking um, yeah. if there was
0: a moment that you could go back to mm. when you, you were happiest as
1: a kid with your dad mm. what would that moment be? I think it was it was our last holiday together we went on holiday to Tenerife. It was actually our only holiday we went on together like abroad abroad mm. um it's when we went we went out to Tenerife in summer twenty ten uh, for two weeks, just us two, and we just had a total laugh out there mm. like me me and, me and my dad have always been like the two similar ones like, I was always close to my dad, my brother was always closer to my mum um so yeah we just we were just absolute silly nutters out there, and that was that was that holiday was one of the best times of my life, yeah so then obviously going back to sort of now yeah. and the past 6 8 years
0: yeah um what sort of thing how how did things change after after your dad and after, so from about 2012 time yeah. how did things start changing so
1: things really i knew my life was sort of take taken like a turn for the best sort of early 2013 because that's when that's when me and mum sort of decided that Edinburgh where we were living at the time wasn't really the place for us. Like I had nothing really there for me. <clears throat> so that's when we made the the choice that, you know, we're going to move south to Woking where we are now. And um, that sort of motivated me. That got me in a better frame of mind knowing that, you know, I've just got to get my exams out the way at school. I'll get some standard grades, the equivalent to GCSEs, under my belt. Um, I'll do those... And then I can think about, you know, applying for jobs. Because we, move, we moved down to Woking in January 14. And that's, yeah, that's when things really started to... Um, that's when like, my mood started to lift. And I started to feel more positive about life and myself. Because um, two days after moving, I had my job interview at Thought Park. Um... Great place. <laughs> Great place. Yeah. The island like no other. Jack um, I had my job interview at Thought Park, got that job. Um, so yeah, I started to feel more confident in myself that I was able to do these sorts of things. Um, and that that was really when my life just totally changed, you know, I, was, I worked at Thought Park for several months. Um, and you were in admissions, weren't yeah, you? So, yeah. So I started admissions. Um, got cross-trained in rides as well so did my fair bit yeet. shout out to Taron if you're listening because I met yeet. you on my induction absolute legend that and you yeah, are
0: he's done every possible job yeah. at Thought Park, Park Taron has done it <laughs>
1: um, and do you know what it's funny as well like I don't think I would know like this group so meeting people like Chandler
0: Chandler will. And yeah Chandler Whittle like
1: <laughs> if it wasn't for Taron like yeah. I remember like those early days, I thought like obviously moving down here. I had, I knew a few people like down here, but really that's sort of where my friends have come from. Like it's through like the, the theme parks and coasters and things like that. So do you think that
0: the the, the theme park community mm. and attending theme parks yeah. with these groups with our group of people or the yeah. group of people that you had back then has made a really positive impact for your life?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Like. As I say, moving down here, I had no idea what what to expect. Like it, it was like it was like starting a new life. Mm. I had no I had no friends down here. So the fact that I was able, I moved down here, developed these friendships within a, like the first couple of months, like meeting people like Chandler, uh, Hannah, and all that. Hi, mum.
0: <laughs> she will be listening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Hello, Hannah. Meeting all these people and then obviously I've gone on to meet some like many more amazing people like through the community and it's you know it's not like we don't we just do roller coasters now like I do loads of other things like with these people now like 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 going out yeah like (laughs) going going out like going out like going to raves like it's it's nuts like and I just never thought that I'd ever sort of be so privileged to meet like such amazing people getting drunk
0: with Nick Hudson
1: <laughs> by the heck <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> so yeah obviously being a part of this community yeah. even though sometimes it does have it's sort of faults and, and failings mm. um, especially recently as we've sort of been witnessing over the past few weeks and months and actually past year
1: um, it has it has been really good for you mm-hmm. right yeah yeah you know what I wouldn't despite you know some of the the negative stuff which does go on I wouldn't change you know I wouldn't change it for the world like Mm -hmm. I've developed so many amazing friendships through the community which has helped me so much with my mental health Mm. and and it's also really nice as well like there's so many other people boys and girls out there in the community who've who've been through mental health problems in the past as well and it's very nice to sort of connect with them and you know chat with them and i think this is what this podcast can do it's you know it's gonna gonna start a conversation yeah it's gonna bring people together to be more open and honest about their mental health um and yeah like that's that's something i'm really blessed like with the community like Mm. i've developed these friendships and Mm. i I remember when i first met you Mm. in
0: 2016 we were going to winter wonderland yep i was very late i had luca ringing me shout out mr I had luca phoning me going Why aren't you here? You're late, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" I I I slept through my alarms. I was really stressing out. I didn't even eat breakfast. I just got had got in the shower, ran out my house, um, and got there within like forty five minutes or something. Whereas everyone was at Waterloo, and I remember meeting you. And at the Mm. first, like literally the first few times of meeting you, I thought Mm. you hated me. Like you didn't really talk (laughs) to me. like I just I felt really awkward and I I just felt really un- uncomfortable. I felt really awkward. Obviously, this was the first time I'd met people. The only people mm. I knew there were Luca because I'd worked for him, with him for a year mm. um, or for for a season at Thorpe Park, and then Dean and and uh, Luke. Um, they were the only people I knew. So meeting everybody else, um, it was really uncomfortable for me. Also, I knew Terrell as well. Mm. But. Yeah, um, but it was like a really uncomfortable moment because I didn't know any of you. Yeah, and I just felt like you didn't like me at that that first time I met you.
1: I think that was probably my just my social anxiety showing yeah. themselves as well. Like and then all like, oh, new people. And Ooh. we were like,
0: it got to quite a point actually where I think we we were we were at Harvester or something. Yeah, because we we'd gone to Towers quite a bit in twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought we'd like like bonded over towers yeah. and everything and then Dean Dean Cox made a, a joke um that you didn't like me and that sort of set my anxiety off and I, I think I was probably a bit off of you for a little bit because I was like does he actually not like me like we've just spent like six days yeah. at various points at Towers this year yeah, like does he yeah. actually not like me um, I think the fact that I'm wanting to spend time at Towers with you <laughs> yeah like sort of showed that yeah. actually yeah you do like yeah. me but it was obviously, obviously you know when someone makes a joke and, yeah, and yeah. says oh yeah this person doesn't like yeah. you like you know what that's like because yeah, of no, your anxiety I'm exactly the same like right. for me I just all I kept going up thinking was does Rich actually hate
1: me yeah no I'm exactly the same like when if somebody hey I go I go I'm I'm one of the worst for it. Like, yeah, I, I properly start overthinking if somebody says that to me. I'm like, oh God, like you know, I've just I'm I'm not worth it. I'm not worth it for anyone. Like and all that sort of stuff. Like just that just starts going through my head straight away. Mm. I mean, also that that same day when we
0: went to Winter Wonderland, it was like there were some ups and downs of that yeah. day. So like another down moment of that day was I was really I felt really awkward around Chandler. Because I, a little child, the little fanboy, I was little child, a little fan, little <laughs> fanboy back then. I like I watched all of like vlog fl- vlogs from Thought Park um, back in that back in 2016. Everyone else that was putting out vlogs besides Sean, for, like, wasn't close to my age. Didn't really sort of like there was just sort of a bit of a divide there for me. I didn't really like Chanda was someone that was a little bit younger than me, but close mm. to my age. Um, and he was having a laugh with his mates at Thorpe Park and that was something I enjoyed watching that was the sort of content I enjoyed Um, Sean, I loved Sean I still love Sean, I think he's great Um, but obviously they were the two channels I used to watch Mm. so back then Chandler looked like an absolute cunt in his videos and I thought that was what he was going to be like in real life I thought he was going to be an absolute dickhead He's a lovely guy. If you've ever met Chandler, he is the most sweetest guy my like, man. ever. Um, we bonded over Phantom of the Opera. Um, and actually we bonded over is He's I'm his Valjean and, and he's my Javert. Um, but it was that thing of... Actually, he's actually in my phone as Javert. Like, I'm not even joking. <laughs> his name's not even Chandler. His name is Javert. Um, <laughs> fucking weird. Um, okay then. <laughs> but yeah, I genuinely thought that Chandler was gonna like be a dickhead and that uh, oh I don't have anything to talk about with this guy um, and then we sort of got to know each other and it worked out really well um, but obviously one of the real pluses of that day mm. for me was Hannah inviting me to Land. Um, I'd never been and it just it was the first sort of thing and it, it was yeah. I felt welcomed to the group yeah, yeah. Um, to be invited straight away yeah. to a theme park trip that everyone was planning in the yeah. summer and um, That was like something that really chilled me out and made me feel a bit more at ease with everyone. Um, And since then, there has been a lot of ups and downs with me and that group, hasn't there? (laughs) As you so well know. That's friendships, (laughs) though. Yeah. There's been multiple times where I've flown off the handle and gone, you're all fucking cunts, I hate you. Um, Quite a few times, actually. Yeah. So, obviously, (laughs) I think both of us sort of got better out of things
1: being with people in the community. Yeah. Hundred Um, and as I said, like the, the, the people who I've met through the community, like, you know, it's not, it's not just, we don't just do theme parks now. Like, you know, we'll, we'll go out, we'll go for some drinks, we'll go to raves and all that. Like I've, I've, I've just met the, like these amazing people. So obviously talking about,
0: um, things that have happened, um, it's interesting. We were mm. chatting a few weeks ago about um, how, when I'm not supposed to talk about specific people, mm. I'm just saying in general how over time people change. Mm. Mm. Um, not sort of aiming this at anyone in, in particular, but how do you feel about friendships and, and things that have happened over the past couple years mm. that have now sort of affected? The way that you view people mm. or view situations, because obviously that's yeah. something that, obviously you know, we all know people mm. within the community or even without, outside the community yeah. who we were really close to, yeah, and have now sort of those yeah. friendships aren't as strong as
1: what they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, How has that affected well, I you? Think, I think I think a part of that that's just a normal part of life. Like people, people, some people move on. Um, you know, like it's, I don't think it's, it's nothing wrong with like, just, you know, sort of going the side like if you've got, I think it's when it's when somebody goes aside, like it's, mm, it's a tough one as well. Um, yeah, people change. Like I've always said, like we're, we're, we're all different people like throughout our lives like we we go through like phases and um yeah people drift apart and that's there's nothing wrong with that um i think for me is i've always when i was younger i spent quite a lot of time getting walked over and i'm now far more open and honest with people like if i don't like what somebody's done i'll just go flat out and tell them Mm. um And I'd always, that's what I expect from my friends as well, like if I, if people feel like I've done something wrong, I don't feel like somebody's a true friend to me unless they tell me that I've done something wrong. Like if you, if you're not, if you can't tell me, if you, if you don't feel like you're able to tell me, then that, I feel a bit kind of guilty because I want like somebody as my close friend to be able to tell me when I've done wrong. And I feel like that I've changed over time with that, like mm. safe. I used to get walked over quite a lot, I was quite a sort of weak soul and now like I am yeah. So it's damn fiery. Just like obviously over over your life. Right. Like
0: obviously, so is there people that you were very close to that you wish you were close to still? Like from whether it's from Scotland mm. or whatever, are there people there that you wish you were still close with?
1: Yeah, like, there's a couple of people from school, like from school who um, I miss dearly. Um, but then again, we've just all sort of got on with our own lives. Mm. Like, we've got our jobs, we've got our relationships. So, so going, obviously, you mentioned about school. Mm. How has
0: the distance between living down south and living in Scotland, and mm. obviously you've got some friends in Scotland, yeah. and how has that distance yeah. sort of affected your friendship and your mental health because I I imagine if you were so close to certain people up in Scotland and not be able to see them all the time that could sort
1: of Mm. impact your own do you know what like I've got the friend like I've got my good friends up in Scotland but but that's not affected it at all because I still as you know I still get up to Scotland on a very regular basis you know sometimes once a month Mm. and um I see them and they're they they're coming down here, we still see an awful lot of each other. Um so yeah, that's not that's not really affecting me in that way. But you know, it's like when we do spend time together we just have a proper good laugh. Mm. Like you know, sometimes when it, and you you can view this kind of either way, like you could say it's for the worst or you could say if it's it's for the better. Like when we do spend time with each other now, you know, we just have such a good laugh. You know, when, when it's up there, like you know, I was often seeing them, like you know, once, you know, once every week or so. It just gets a bit sort of you no, know, oh, hi, how you doing? But now it's just like, All right, mate, you know, how's it going? Yeah, you've got, like, you've got to talk love. about. Yeah, now. yeah. You've yeah. always got a conversation. You, you know, we'll go out and we'll have a couple of drinks and whatnot. And yeah, so for me, it's yeah, it's a negative that I can't see them as much, but it's also a positive because when I do get to see them we have such a good laugh together. And I think that's such a fundamental point in life that regardless of the amount of negatives that you've got going on, there is always a positive.
0: Mm.
1: I always live by that, but throughout life there's always a positive. Good. Yeah. As much as there's there's negatives, shit tons of negatives, but there is always one positive focus on that positive. Good. Um, So obviously,
0: before we wrap it up i'm just i want to sort of go back to the community Mm. and how um just how you think the community is doing as a whole Mm. um obviously there's been a lot of of specific things going on recently um which we're obviously not i'm not going to talk about that Mm -hmm. because everyone knows what these certain things are Mm -hmm. um but what i sort of suppose what i want to ask is do you feel like a lot of the guys in our community are sort of really trying to reach out now? Mm. Um, obviously, bear in mind, things like... So, for me personally, mental health wasn't a big thing that was yeah, talked yeah. about 11 years ago when I started mm-hmm. going through it and self-harming and things. Yeah. Um, but I noticed last year a lot of guys in our community trying to reach out on Twitter or yeah. Facebook saying. Things like, I feel really down, yeah. um, you know, yeah. I don't know the exact tweets, I can't quote yeah. them, but um, do, you, do you feel like guys in our community especially are starting yeah. to, excuse me, want to open up and want to talk about things? I feel
1: about. like everyone, um, boys and girls in the community are doing it and I think it's, I think coming to terms with how you're feeling <laughs> is a very good thing. Like You can live in denial and that's just not healthy. But if you're coming to terms you are being open about it, I think that's the best thing. So I'd encourage, you know, even, even like, you know, just not... not You don't have to go public with it. Just speak out to your friends or something mm. if you're going through it. Got, this is for guys and girls. Just just speak to someone. Mm. Um, yeah, like, just come to terms with it. And, yeah, do things to help you, pretty much, I don't know if that I don't know if that sort of describes, describes it well or what but mm. just yeah' don't, don't suffer in silence basically. So just before again for yeah around, um,
0: what sort of did, what did you do other than obviously going to theme parks and mm. things that sort of really really helped you mm-hmm. um, to be at this point now yeah. where you're comfortable to talk about be open and mm. talk about the way you've been feeling and what, what's gone on in your life
1: just little things like you know I started it, it sounds like it does it won't help at all but like little things like you know getting fit and healthy um, that's enabled me to sort of that's enabled me to kind of process things better in my head and I've been able to then speak more openly about it um, and yeah and then hearing other people's experiences has really helped as well like that's made me feel like you know, like when when you're going through this, you sometimes feel very isolated, mm. and you feel like I'm the only person in the world going through this. When actually you're not, and you hear other people's stories, and you realise that you know what, I'm not alone. There are people out there who I can open up, and they'll kind of understand how I'm feeling. So, yeah, that's been really good. That's what when I started to kind of really open up, and I, I, when I learnt that, you know, I'm not the only one who's going through this, and yeah there's people out there who I can speak to and they'll understand how I feel so what
0: would you say to any of the, the guys specifically mm-hmm. in the community um, what would you say to them if there's anyone any guy out there that's yeah. feeling
1: really down really low mm-hmm. um, what, what would you sort of say well, I think the worst thing anyone can do is suffer in silence um, talk to someone bit your parents your siblings your friends just for God's sake speak to someone because I've seen people out they've not spoken to anyone about it and i've you know i've seen people people you know just yeah go through hell with it um, so for whatever you do you don't have to be vocal online about it just speak to someone
0: cool well thank you so much rich for thank being you. on my first official guest yes. on this podcast I hope I didn't grill you too much. No, no, <laughs> no, well. <no, no. laughs> yeah, um, it's interesting. It, yeah, it, it's different, isn't it? To chat about these sort of things. Yeah, um, and just be so open about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we go, guys, just want to again just want to say a massive thank you to Rich. Um, but if you do have any questions or you want to be involved or um, you just sort of want to want someone to talk to, um, give us a follow on Twitter, which is at rmc underscore podcast um and we'll try and, and help as much as we can obviously um i'm not a professional um so remember if you are sort of feeling really down use the services like samaritans um calm um, i'll put all the links in the description um so you guys can sort of get those that bit of information as well um but i will be seeing you guys really soon with another episode um Thank you very much, guys. I hope you all enjoy Blackpool Pleasure Beach opening weekend. Yep, I'm sure you'll see us all in there Yeah, at the uh, Red at red Velvet. <laughs> Please don't give me too much hate for this. At Velvet Coaster, I <laughs> mean. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see you at Velvet Coaster. Um, getting on it yep. on Friday and Saturday Can't wait night. to get drunk
1: with you all. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you
0: so much, guys. Thank you very much, Rich. Thank you. And uh, see you soon. Goodbye.